We welcome Sonoma County's own Trebuchet to the stage at the Phoenix Theater. The members of Trebuchet are veterans of our independent music scene and will be celebrating the release of their new album this spring, 2017. The three-year path to this album was one of tumult, frustration, friendship, and love. This path serves as a stress test not only for the band, but also the relationships of the folks in the band. Tonight, they stand together stronger than ever as they prepare to release some of their proudest works to date. Please welcome to the program Paul, Lauren, Naveed, Elliot, the band known as Trebuchet. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, that, that's that's nice it up. that <laughs> intro made me feel good. Yeah, that's <laughs> some nice work. Uh, Very nice. It helps when you know the people. Uh, it helps you. It helps you talk about them when you know the people. Also, when you were uh, uh, there for most of the tumult, as well as the uh, the love and friendship, as well. Uh, hey, Tom, do you have anything to say before we start? Oh, I love these guys. Uh, you know, oh, by the way, love you too. It, yeah. you, oh, thank you. It, it, it is a huge honor to have you here. Um, these guys were instrumental, by the way, in helping to put together. Our theme song. Not only our theme song, but there would probably be no on stage with Jim and Tom if not for yeah. these people. Uh, this band, fun fact, was the first band that came on the show in an unreleased episode. Yes. And for fun, right now, I'm going to play the impromptu theme that you guys <laughs> did at the Whoa. beginning of that. We didn't have a theme when we first did it. It was November of 2013. And uh, you guys just sort of came up with something on the spot. Were there yeah. a lot of boops and beeps, probably? Rollage. Oh, on stage, on stage, take it away, Jimmy. And then the formal theme that you hear, uh, my God, uh, Naveed and Paul were instrumental and made it and wrote it and produced it and recorded it. So let's give them a round of applause. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's to have them here on the air. And our good friend Trey Xavier of Gear Gods. <laughs> yeah, of GearGods.com. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is the man with that uh, godly guitar tone. Truly. True. Yeah. Truly. This band is such an enigma when you know them, because if you watch them, you get a completely different idea as to the types of people that you would project onto them. But if you know them, they're, 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 I mean, they're, they're delightful folks, but they're, the music is so serious, and it's about love, and it's about pain, and it's about... All the all the like human emotions that one can muster. Um, you're not quite so serious in real life, but love does play a very important role in everything. And I think that that's an important lead into this because this new album is all about love. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, I think th I think that love is like the the ultimate way of knowing someone. I think love is the ultimate acknowledgement. I think love is the ultimate affirmation. Mm -hmm. And I think love is what we're all sort of seeking. Uh, whether we admit it or not, uh, mm -hmm. as we, uh, you know, go f towards our, uh, uh, well, our ultimate end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so how do you pronounce the new album's name? Volt Foss. Wow. 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 Stolen. Uh, like I'm the only one that said it out of the four of us. Well, I mean, <laughs> never said it before. Like, I just wasn't. I actually didn't know. <laughs> In my mind, it is pronounced Volteface, but I know, that's, I know that's not right. I like that pronunciation, Better. too. 
Back to the printer. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Voltfoss is named after the French term that literally translates to about face. And I, I think I'm not even going to go into it. I, I, Elliot, you can just tell whatever you want to share. You're the principal uh, lyric writer for this band. Sure. Right? Uh, and it's about your your <coughs> journey. Um, when you were on the show last time, mm-hmm. the episode didn't get released, you were in the thick of this. Ooh, boy. It was November of 2013, and then it all kind of played itself out in 2014, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, yeah, just a little bit under a year yeah. later. So... Um, it's not my story to tell. It's not my experience to tell. So whatever you want to share, because you guys have been sort of public with the PR company about mm-hmm. the, the journey. So whatever you want to share mm-hmm. with people about why this album is what it is would be really sure. Um, well, it, there, I mean, it's, it's multifaceted, really. Uh, um, the, the biggest and most important factor behind this uh, for me, lyrically, the majority of the songs are about a relationship that, that, um, that I was in that um, was very difficult. Um, uh, I mean, from my perspective, uh, was very controlling and manipulative and, and really, really hard on me personally. I moved away from here, remained in this band, but it was very difficult on this band. It was very difficult on every other relationship in my life. <clears throat> very, very difficult to the point that I was really losing relationships that meant the world to me, aside from this one relationship. And, um, and it ended very abruptly. Um, and, uh, and obviously that ended up being a huge motivator behind a lot of the lyrics that are in this, just certain aspects of that relationship. And then even just the idea of it ending so quickly and, and really kind of being this crazy fast break that then ended and there's just zero um, contact following that a really, really hard break. Um, so really just turned my life right around kind of went from a really, really difficult spot where I was <clears throat> working really, really hard um, for someone that I loved and, and trying to um, help them get through really, really difficult stuff, what seemed really tough and ultimately was very hard. Um, and um, eventually just kind of realizing um, that it w- was turning my life into something that I really didn't want it to be. Um, so that was a huge motivating factor. Obviously, you go through something like that and it's going to affect your lyrics <laughs> a lot. And... <clears throat> I don't want to go deep into it, but I have two questions for you about that experience. Sure. Um, one would be, how do you think it ended up the way that it did? Um, you mean like... Like, because obviously by the end of it, <coughs> this band could have broken up. You could have lost mm-hmm. these friendships. You could have... You, you had, you know, a lot of people were sad that they felt they were saying goodbye to their friend Elliot. Mm-hmm. And that was obviously not something that Elliot in, in his truest form would have wanted. Right. I'm just curious if, if in reflecting on it, because we've all gone down kind of wayward paths in our life. Right. If, you, if you've reflected on like, how does a person go down a path like that? Um, <clears throat> I think that... Um, so this relationship, it wasn't... It wasn't it was, you know, a little over a couple of years. Um, and it, you know, got, it got intense pretty quickly. Um, and I think that, you know, um, good people want to do, they want to do whatever they can for those that they love. So, um, being in this relationship, uh, I guess, even though it all happened quickly, the things that, that were really, really difficult and the things that really, really strained this relationship um, happened more gradually. And so 
when you're in a relationship like that, you start, you start with sm small compromises and they become bigger and bigger compromises. And eventually, you know, it's all kind of part of the process. You start losing parts of yourself that you never thought you could ever let go of. <clears throat> and, um, I, I am personally a person who I'm very, I, I am pretty altruistic. I, I, even if it's someone that I don't necessarily love, like I like pe helping people. So when I found myself in a relationship where I th felt like the other person really, really needed my help and, and I was able to give it, I did. Um, and, uh, it got really crazy. It got really, really crazy. In pursuit of love though. I mean, that's, that's how it all starts is because you, 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 you want to be loved. You want to have a connection with someone. Sure. I mean, yeah. you, you desire for it. And that's <clears throat> why you make the, cons the, the compromises mm -hmm. because you're like, okay, I found it mm -hmm. and now I need to keep it. And, it, and I only bring that up because it feels like the, 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 the thrust, the gravity of love is what kind of pulled you into it. And then it almost feels like the, the thrust, the gravity of love from everybody else in your life is what pulled you out of it. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I, I totally, um, I, I totally believe that's true. I mean, the point at which this relationship ended was, I mean, it's, it's like totally crazy. It's like a, um, it's like a made for TV movie. Uh, you know, I know, I know that, you know, the story, these guys know the story. I'm not sure if you know the story, Tom, but I, I've learned out here to <coughs> try not to know any story <laughs> and you don't have to it, go into it. I well, mean, no, whatever I you mean, want to, no, I'm happy to, because I think that it is really important. Your point of, you know, that on the other side of the spectrum, I did have this love that pulled me out of this really, really difficult, dark, um, I mean, one of the worst times of my life. Um, without a doubt, but, but I came within, you know, hours of, of being married to this person. And the night before was just surrounded by, you know, people that I loved and who loved me. And after having spent so much time working so hard on this relationship to make it something that was even serviceable, um, because I was scared for myself, I was scared for the other person in the relationship and trying to, <clears throat> you know, make it something good something that it once was I was surrounded by this love that I hadn't really had and in had immediately around me for quite a while and it just really was like it didn't like flip a switch in me it just it just was exactly what I needed at that moment cool. and I, I mean I, from the direction that relationship was heading I truly did feel and I do feel and I like I said there's been no contact afterwards um, but, um, but I think that it was probably better for her as well. Um, and I really hope it was. Um, but also at the same time, I kind of had to say, well, my life, I, I stopped caring about my own life and, and I couldn't do that anymore. So, and, and everyone else around me is what made that possible. I think. Did you have a point to make before I continue? <clears throat> no, I mean, it's really not appropriate, but did you get any of the deposits back? <laughs> um... <laughs> Deposits, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> In fact, uh, yeah, no, I did. <laughs> I, I, I am. We're going to keep coming back to love a lot tonight because you guys have always sung about love, um, but also the, the way you lead your personal <clears throat> lives are so infused with it. Yeah. And Lauren, I don't know if you want to jump into being on the other side of the Elliot thing. Just your experience of 
loving someone through a difficult time and why that's important, even though it's very frustrating? Um, I really struggled through uh, supporting Elliot in a way that was, that was, I, I guess I, I struggled with um, being overcome by frustration and what I wanted and uh, seeing what I saw in terms of what, what I, from my perspective, what was going on in, the, in his relationship and trying to really navigate is this, a, is this a time and place where you speak up because this is your friend or is this a time and place where you just let them make the, you know, make decisions. And I think that it's really, I think it is really hard to, um, know what the right answer is. I, but mostly I, I did ultimately end up speaking my, my piece <laughs> and I don't know whether it made a big difference, but I think it helped me know, uh, for my conscience that, you know, I, I said what I needed to say because I, when I was 20 years old, I was engaged and I almost got married to a different person, not Paul. Oh, by the way, Paul and Lauren are married. Yeah, we're married. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But, uh, but stress tests are like, that's where your, that's where love shines through. You know yeah. what I mean? That, that, that's, I where, really... that's where love gets its, its test, is moments like that. Yeah. Look, you know um, what? And, and it, you're taking such a risk on the friendship. Uh, that's how, much, how valuable the friendship was. Yeah. And you took a huge risk to tell a person uh, that is in love yeah. that this is not the right love is, is very risky business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, for me, what happened for me when I ended up ending, breaking off an engagement when I was young um, was... Some someone, I, it was my dad actually, someone who was really close to me and who knew me really well, validated things about myself that he s- said were valuable and didn't say explicitly that, you know, those things that are valuable about you, this person that you're with doesn't value those things. He didn't say that, but it was, I, I knew that that's what he meant by pointing out these things in me that he said were good and important. And... I felt that that was, I at least, at least needed to say that to Elliot, that the things that I felt he had sacrificed in his own personality and the, and things that are good about him, and I felt the need to tell him that I thought those were really good and important things about him. Well, you know, um, and then it brings me back actually to my very first impression. I did have some of the backstory uh, before I listened to the album, and right out of the gate, uh, you reference uh, your brother, one of my all-time favorite musicians, uh, and it brought me uh, Logan Whitehurst. Logan Whitehurst. Logan Whitehurst. And it it uh, made me bring out uh, uh, people. Monkeys are bad people to show some of the kids down here because it's still one of my favorite piano pieces. That's great. <laughs> and uh, this was an issue that allowed you that you actually uh, brought your brother into it in the very first song, and uh, very poignant for me. Because uh, Logan is all over this building, is mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just there are sometimes that you can absolutely feel his influence is still down here, mm-hmm. and uh, and there he was again coming out on this album, and this shows you uh, how important this material is and how important the issue was. I was closest to these guys um, throughout everything. I mean, one because. We made you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had band practice. We had band practice. Um, I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're my best friends anyway, but, um, you know, they, they, they saw me through everything. But relationships, you know, obviously my relationship with, with them suffered um, greatly. Uh, but, but where 
as with this relationship, maybe personally we weren't working too well together due largely to me and, and my actions and what I was doing in my relationship. Um, I was still with them. The rest of my relationships, I kind of just had to right. start turning them off like, mm-hmm. like lights because, you know, I felt it in, in every conversation that I had with everyone. And, mm-hmm. and you have that friend, you know, that it's like, Hey, I haven't seen you in quite a while. Like what's going on? And you know, it, 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 sometimes they're just trying to get away from the relationships that are important because it hurts too much to actually talk about what's going on. And so often, you know, like, you know, what's going on and and, and you know it and you don't want to talk about it. 100%. And they're going to want to talk about it because they're your friends. So sometimes it just feels right or to just start getting getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. And, and, um, to, to your point of, you know, bring my brother into it immediately. I mean, my brother is someone that I lost, you know, he passed away, um, just a little over 10 years ago. And, that's someone who at this point, like, I don't even, you know, he, he's out of my life and that was by no one's decision. And here I am through my own decisions. I'm cutting family and friends out of my life and that's not, that's not okay. You know, when, when you have the ability to, to keep the people in your life that you love, but for some reason you're willing to sacrifice those relationships and even allow someone else in your life who would want you to sacrifice those relationships. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's just not all right. So yeah, that was, that was important to me to kind of recognize that. Yeah. I think. To, to tie a, a bit of the earlier conversation <clears throat> together, I, I see the relationship in this band maintaining through that is like the ultimate expression of non-romantic love, because I think that, I think that most other bands would have broken up because of this stress test. Well, I mean, I wanted to, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, not that I don't many, love how, Elliot. How many times was I at your house till three o'clock Wait, in the morning talking yeah, about that? I mean, there, there was a point where I was just like, I, I was so stressed about it was I mean it was putting a big stress on our friendship group mm-hmm. and the band and we were <clears throat> writing the um, the collaboration we did with the Young People's Chamber Orchestra and Rivers uh, Out of Streams Rivers Out of available streams. on vinyl that's right yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> came out on 10 <laughs> <laughs> music. digital <laughs> download yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, we were just starting to write the music for that and uh, there was a couple times when he just like didn't show up to practice and we were just like it's just kind of like I can't do this. Like, fuck that. Let's do, let's just do this. Just us. And we'll write it without him. He doesn't get the, you know, he doesn't get the, um, the, the privilege of being a part of this because he's not here, you know? And so, and it just kind of snowballed after that. I mean, I was like, they were, there was a lot of times that you were there too, where it was like, we were, we'd have these just like, we were hanging out and it was just like, I can't, uh, what do we do? We got to find someone else to be in the band. Like I can't do this anymore. And it, it got to the point where like, okay, we need to talk to him about it. And <clears throat> so we all get together and I, I mean, I told him, I was like, I wanted to kick you out, but they wouldn't let me. And <laughs> so th- this is the situation. And so we kind of like, I think at that point we just kind of just were like, no, we can it, keep doing this. It, and we, it was kind of like underlying, like, you know, isn't this kind of a problem Is you know, you want to talk about it kind of thing. And it was, it was like too far gone. But you know? uh, it was just, it was fascinating to watch it play out. Because mm-hmm. it was people that truly cared about someone else and were suffering so much because of what was going on. But even though there were some 
outbursts, uh, kept it together. And I don't know how much that played a role in terms of the ultimate outcome, but it, 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 it's profound because uh, there's a lot of folks who don't stay together through something like mm. that. And it reminds me uh, of uh, Tom a little bit because Tom, sometimes people will use the Phoenix and they will be just, uh, they'll be tough. It'll be tough. And then there will be pushes to be like, we don't want them here anymore. Get them out of here. Mm. And something I've learned from specifically Paul and, or uh, well, Paul too, but Lauren and Tom, um, like the power of like loving someone through something and like the power of like making someone feel accepted and how that can, that act in and of itself can help someone get through a tough time. What informs that inside of you, Tom? Um, I, because I knew that I hit a lonely point one time when I was a teenager and, and I thought the only <clears throat> thing I had was this building. And I realized at that point how lonely a person can get in this world. And I just, I hate the thought of anybody ever thinking that somebody wasn't out there at least trying. Mm-hmm. Say, let's, you know, dude, this isn't how you want to do this. I don't think I want you to know uh, there's always a way back in. Um, it's got to be an honest way back in, but there's always a way back in. This place will never shut you out 100%. I don't want anybody to ever feel lonely out in this world if we can help it. And I know there's so much of that out there, but... Uh, God, I just feel that so deeply inside me sometimes when you see a lonely person. And and I think what it is is people feel they're beyond salvation. And yeah. I, I don't know if you ever got there, Elliot, if there was ever that sense of... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. I mean, but truly, um, this band is, you know, it kept me grounded. And I think even beyond, you know, the 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 apex of, you know, splitting and then having to, like, reinsert myself into life you know it was like this amazing experience of like oh my god like I felt like I could I mean it's totally cliche but like I felt like I could breathe again I felt like I had been I was just had been suffocating for so long um but kind of like reassimilating was definitely tough you know it was like now I have to try and make my way back into life as it was whereas before I was in this relationship I was I think um even though my lyrics have like always kind of been like an outlet for sad kind of stuff. Like I've always been a really happy person. Um, but you know, my view of the world was definitely (laughs) pretty tainted after this relationship. So kind of coming back into, into, you know, my, what was the life that I, that I wanted to have for myself was, um, it was difficult. It was definitely tough, but having this band as kind of, uh, you know, I had so many different things in my life that provided a foundation, but this band was really probably the biggest. In the song, the lyrics that Tom mentioned, you uh, talk about Logan, and you say, now I'm nearly two years older than my brother was when he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you say that because of like where you were compared to where he was? I, th- that first song um, has a lot going on in it. I mean, there's definitely stuff that's referencing relationships and love but also um i guess we're kind of diverting now because there there's a lot in me personally i've always looked up to my my siblings musically and what they've done and you know i i have been like i've been playing music for longer than my brother had i mean i started playing music when i was in fifth grade um and he started playing drums like the year after that so um, seeing them where they got musically, um, it just was something that I always aspired to. I mean, I've always loved music and I've always wanted to do something with it. And I think I definitely hit a point where it was like, 
seeing what my siblings did with music, I aspired to do that um, as well or get somewhere near that point and just, you know, haven't. And I think that, you know, Logan's death was, was a real benchmark. I mean, he was 29 when he earned, he was, um, gosh, uh, 18 days into 30 years old. So, um, you know, he accomplished a lot. I mean, he really touched a lot of people's lives by that point. And in reality, you know, now I'm three years older than he was when he died. And, um, you know, just he had a really, both my older siblings really touched a lot of people with music and I will continue to aspire to that. Um, I mean, I think that, you know, at this point, like we're, we're playing and making our music for ourselves and we really hope that people will are affected by it and people appreciate it. Um, and we'll always aspire to that. But, but also I think we, um, we're pretty happy with what we've done. I think just for ourselves too. That's interesting though. So the, the first song is less about than the personal tumult that we discussed. And maybe it's kind of more of a statement on how far you've gotten musically compared to where you would have maybe liked to have gotten. I think both. I think both. I think it also was kind of a statement of like, like, I, I don't know. I think that anyone that's been in a relationship like that could, could tell you like, it doesn't really matter who you are. Um, because the way that that sort of relationship forms, it's really gradual. Um, and, and the person that is doing the controlling and manipulating, whether they know that they're doing it or not is very good at it. And it happens without you really even realizing it. So there's a part of you that's like, you want to have this reaction of like, I'm, what am I doing? Like, I'm an adult. I should know better than this. I can do better than this. I'm a better person than this. Um, and I think a little bit of that kind of worked its way into those lyrics. This can stay in, it cannot, but I have a question for Paul. Mm. Uh, you're married to Lauren Hale. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The answer uh, is yes. Yeah, the answer is yes. <laughs> Next <Yeah>. question. <laughs> uh, we're be- love, is, love is the topic tonight. Um, it's a good one, how apropos. How apropos. Val- uh, and it's, by the way, Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Yes. It means a lot of things to a lot of different people. Um, Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Not us. But my question is, um, I get the sense that you changed after you and Lauren. Oh, yeah. Uh, you met Lauren, you married Lauren we talk about how Elliot changed in his relationship and then changed coming out of it have you thought much about how you how you changed like the person Paul Hale was before versus the man Paul Hale has become after uh, it's profound the way love can change a person well, definitely I mean I, th- I think about that all the time yeah. I mean, th- there are certain things that like my trajectory as a, a man um, and like in my previous relationship, it was, you know, all bad. And so, uh, I mean, there was a little bit of good, I guess, but, um, w- once I got, got into, Feel free to, uh, jump in too <laughs> once I got into the relationship with Lauren, it was like, it, it just shed light on all these bad things that like, I, I built up all these bad habits basically because of prior relationships. And I, I had to kind of like crawl out of that and, you know, she helped me kind of learn how to be like a decent person, I guess. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I, I've always tried to be considerate and nice to people and stuff, but, um, yeah, it's just kind of taken it to a different level where I'm like oh, w- very aware of those things and like, 
it's it's great. But it's like the power of love. It's like it, it, maybe it brought to light some negative patterns. Yeah. But it oh, yeah. wasn't like you need to feel bad about this. It was like, hey, let's work together to like uh, become better people oh, yeah. together. Yeah, definitely. That's important context, I think. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Why are we laughing? Well, I don't know. Immediately, Huey Lewis went into you both said of our You said power of love and Elliot just goes, mm. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good song. He, he wrote it for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it's huge for a reason. Yeah. Well, I wish it was love. playing Sorry. right now. Yeah, no, oh. it's all right. No, it's great. <laughs> But uh, there is a useful distinction there because there are relationships you will get in, perhaps we've been in them, where you feel bad about who you are and you feel mm. bad about the things that you like and, the, and, and who you've been. Yeah. And then there are relationships that maybe point out things that aren't so great in terms of your patterns, but the, it's, it's because of love. I mean, as opposed to uh, yeah, a negative reason. Yeah, and it was all about like growth, which is, uh, I love that. I mean, I'm... I, like the, this thing and this thing is maybe a negative thing, but then it was like, well, but you could go on this path and you could do this thing correctly and you could, you know, um, change what you do in your life. And then now all of a sudden you feel like a way better person and you're in a loving relationship and like you're just way happier and everything is just way better. So um, it's cool. And, you know, it's not it's. I'd like to think it's not just one-sided. I like to think that I kind of, you know, help her in that way, uh, too. I was going to say, are you going to ask me that question? <laughs> Absolutely, sure. <laughs> because I, I mean, well, Naveed has known me a really long time. What? <laughs> Longer than, so we've been married for seven years. We together have been together for 10 <clears throat> years. And I've known Naveed for longer than that. We've been friends for longer than that. And I think probably you could attest to the fact that um, since being with Paul, I am a much more soft <laughs> and less direct. Was she coarse a, before? Was she uh, <laughs> at times. tough sometimes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I come from a very too. stubborn, very, uh, very straightforward family. She's a military My brat. dad was in the Navy for 25 years. In a good relationship, a good loving relationship, um, you feel the things about yourself that are good that are good qualities about you, you feel really at home with yourself. You feel very like, um, you feel like yourself. You feel like yourself. I remember when we started dating, I felt like a part, like the me that was like a little kid, like when you, when you don't care about what other people think about you, was like reborn. I felt like, Oh, it's just, uh, it's okay to just be who I am. And you know, the things I like are just good and the things I don't like are fine. And you don't feel like you're, you're like just really trying super hard to change for another person. You're just celebrated for who you are. And, and with that came, you know, things you maybe want to change for the other person because you realize sometimes you're a jerk and you want, don't want to be a jerk anymore. So I think that's what changed for me. And it was interesting in this whole thing that made this album, uh, the different approaches that Lauren and Naveed had. Naveed, had, Naveed was very much like the calming sort of like, okay, let's not burn the house down. Naveed was the don't <laughs> kick him out of the band just yet voice. Who's going to write the words? We need him. It's true. <laughs> we, are, we can't write words. We tried. We We're bad. I, I think <laughs> some, sometimes when a person has that role, there can be like an assumption of like, oh, this person doesn't feel or think about these things. How would you respond to that? Because you were present in all these conversations, but you were very calm throughout all of them. Uh, yes, I was very present in all of those conversations. Um, 
I mean, I see this band as I get to play music with my three friends. Like, it's like beyond friendship at this point mm-hmm. with these guys. Yeah, it's a very um, important point. I agree. It's like, oh, it's family. It's family. I mean, a band is a it's, family. But exactly. This is definitely. Like, yeah, we're in a family. But we would be, in other words, we would still see each other every day, even if we weren't making absolutely. Music together. Yeah. 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 Um. And I mean, so to me, in those times, like the band took the back seat to our friend family member who was going through some real some real heavy shit and if the band was all basically we the connection we had left with him then it was worth preserving for that alone and then to me it's like the stress it was causing me was not as nearly as important as what it was causing to this guy right here and i just felt like someone had to stay calm too so <laughs> well i mean you kept what are you it, trying to say it for, if everyone's freaking out no you kept then, it, you yeah. kept it together uh i yeah. mean it, this band doesn't have a leader like all four of you i mm-hmm. i from my perspective are all e- oh, for his e- sake we'll say paul but 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 <laughs> <laughs> someone had to say it yeah <laughs> I think there was some frustration at how calm you were being, but I think there's value in keeping a level head. I agree. Um, (laughs) I definitely, I mean, I see how it seems like I don't care in times like that. Um, But I don't know. I feel like at some point in my life, I just decided to just not freak out. And it was just like, (laughs) I don't know. It's just like, Hmm. I guess I maybe I just like look at everything objectively and I try not to let my like emotion be my first reaction. I just like, well, I, I would just say that it, it's interesting yeah. because I, I'm, I'm in a couple positions of leadership mm-hmm. in my life. Right. And when people come to you and they say, this is bad, you need to fix it now. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the level of emotion that they have, they think that you're not caring or you don't feel Right. And um, I have a feeling you would disagree with that. I would. I mean, I understand the viewpoint, right? <laughs> if you come at me like, this the is the house worst, is, this is bad. Yeah, yeah. The house is on fire. We got to go. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. The house is on fire. Let's, uh, well, hold on. Let me get my on. checklist. Let me, uh, okay, let me get this. And then <laughs> Without that presence, there's a good chance it could have gone in another way. I agree with that. And, yeah. and this is, I mean, the, mm-hmm. again, to the point of this being more than a band and more like a family, mm-hmm. um, you just, you look at the, the members here and uh, I just feel like your calm, as frustrating as it may have been, <laughs> and Paul, you could <laughs> probably speak to that. Um, I, I really do. I think that that is one of the reasons why, number one, the band stayed together and potentially number two, why the whole situation played itself out the way that it did. Um, I'm sure. So I think you deserve some commendation oh. for that, even if you I frustrated so people hugely. Oh Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you were on our side, it oh would be a God. different story. We'd be having yeah. a totally different interview right now. <clears throat> Probably. One, not one at all. The reason I bring that up is I feel like um, you guys meeting each other was like one of those big chapter points in your lives. Like mm-hmm. that was a, a good, cool thing that happened that informed the direction the rest of your lives would go. And I would also say that as far as me meeting you, that was a similar thing in my life. So 
Um, it's the power of love. And we see it throughout this album. We see it throughout this conversation. We see it through your relationships. And um, you see it in the new album, which is called Volt Foss. It's many years in the making. It comes out spring 2017. Thank you guys for your art. Thank you for your friendship. And thank you for being on the show tonight. Thank you for having yeah. us. The Our feeling pleasure. is mutual. Mm-hmm. And now the conversation is over and the performance begins. Trebuchet will be playing three selections off the new album. Thank you once again, everybody. And then we transition with...
you're back against the wall. Are the words comforting?